You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. We invite you to join us Sundays at 10 a.m. We also encourage you to visit riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. Hi, this is Pastor Chris from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, and today I want to talk to you about authentic discipleship. Authentic discipleship. So tomorrow we're going to meet in the restaurant next to the ministry center for church at 9.30 in the morning. And I know that some of you won't be able to make it. Some of you uh, won't come because we're supposed to wear masks. So the governor changed the rules. Now we can have 100% of capacity for the building space as long as we're socially distanced and we're supposed to wear masks and we're supposed to wear masks if we sing. Some people refuse to wear a mask. So anyway, uh, they choose to watch church on video, or maybe you're sick, or maybe you had to work, or maybe St. Patrick's Day celebrations left you feeling ill today. I don't really know, but if you're watching this video, if you give me whatever I take, a half an hour, I would like to give you some clue on how you can disciple someone, what you would do, how you can grow in Christ, and then how you can help change other people's lives. Authentic disciples make disciples. So let's see what Jesus commanded us to do in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything as I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. So here we see that Jesus told us to go and make disciples, that we are supposed to go and make fully devoted followers of Christ. That's the definition we'll use for a disciple is uh, someone that's fully devoted to following Jesus and obeying his teaching. So here you see Jesus said to teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. He also says that we should be baptized. So River Rock Church believes in Believer baptism, so not infant baptism. And if you would like to be baptized as a believer, we would love to talk to you about that. But I just want to take this time right now to just focus on this one section, this one part of the verse that says, go and make disciples of all nations. We're not even really going to cover all nations. So you can go talk to people online across the across the nation, across the world. Uh, we're not even going to focus on all nations. Actually, in a couple of weeks, Pastor Dan is going to share a message on authentic missions, and maybe he'll talk a lot about how we can reach the nations for Christ. But this go and make disciples, how are we supposed to do that? How can we make disciples? So I don't know where I got this material. I've had it for a long time. I, I've been to Navigators Discipleship Training, uh, Moody Bible Institute Discipleship Training. I've had a lot of different discipleship training. And uh, in my notes over the past, I had found these lists, and I don't know who to give credit to. Um, anyway, uh, just going to run with it because I think it's helpful. It gives you some ideas. All right, so the answer to the question that I posed for you uh, the resource that I help, that I hope to give you, that I help, that I can't talk, that I hope helps you is what I'm going to share. Uh, so if I bring you Bob or Mary and they've received Jesus as their Lord and Savior and they're like, I want to grow deeper. I want to be fully sold out to Jesus. I want to be a disciple. I need someone to help me who will come alongside of me and disciple me. And I call you up and I'm like, hey, um, got this believer, they want to grow in Christ, can you come alongside them and help them to grow in the Christian life? What do you say? Do you like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. I don't know what to do. Or do you say, hey, I got this. 
I'm good to go. With the power of the Holy Spirit, I don't know exactly all the places it can lead, but I know what to do to begin because Pastor Chris showed me on that Sunday in March and gave me an idea of some resources that the church has, uh, some resources that are available to help Christians live the Christian life and to be fully devoted followers, to be disciples. So six foundational goals of discipleship are one, you want that person to be assured of their salvation in 1 John 5. 11, I write these things to you that you may know that you have eternal life. When you know that you have eternal life, it can totally transform the way that you make the choices in life, the way you live, and the way that you take risks to share your faith. You want that believer to have assurance of salvation. Uh, Consistent spiritual disciplines. Uh, When we have consistent spiritual disciplines, we have a consistent Christian life. So uh, when we uh, don't spend any time in God's Word, when we don't spend any time praying, when we don't spend any time growing in our relationship with Jesus, we're like those plants that people often give me that I forget to water and then they die. We had someone give us a plant and I had a bunch of people come over, so I put it on top of the kitchen cabinets. And then a while later... Remembered it was up there. It felt really bad because the plant was a gift. So I took it down, watered it, brought it back to life. A little while later, we had some people come over. It was in the way. So I put it on top of the shelf, on top of the cabinet, and it totally died. And it never came back again. That's not the kind of spiritual dis- discipline uh, plan that you want. You don't want to uh, die out because you never feed yourself spiritually. So you want the person that you are investing your life into, the person that you're helping grow in Christ, to have consistent spiritual disciplines. You want them to be established in basic Bible doctrine, and that is so huge. And I won't get into all the different basic Bible doctrines now, but uh, I will give a more in-depth list of things that you can talk about. But um, there are great theology books Um, but basic Bible doctrine, I'll give you a resource towards the end that helps you get started in that. I mean, people need to know who is Jesus, who is God. Um, I will give you one resource right now, and that is the New Believers New Testament that we give out all the time. In the front, in the front section, there is um, a list of uh, topics like who is Jesus, how can I, how do I pray, who is the Holy Spirit, what must I do to be saved. Uh, there's like four different reading tracks, uh, cornerstones uh, to help you build uh, the foundation of your Christian life. Uh, reading through the section of, um, I don't know what it is, like 70 pages in the beginning of this New Testament is a great way to get started with Bible doctrine and what we need to know in Christ. You know, you can get these at BibleAtCost.com, and they're only like $3 uh, per copy. You can get different covers for them, too. But uh, we use these all the time. They are in the New Living Translation. Um, So uh, when you open the New Living Translation, it says, you know, what date it was published. And I think this one was published in 2015, which means it's the most recent update, which I prefer the most recent update. Another thing that's real interesting is that if you are using a New Living Translation Bible, there were a couple of different versions from 1996 on. If you see the Tyndale logo and it's just a square, uh, that is the old version from like 1996. And then if you see it looks like a diamond, so it looks like a baseball diamond instead of a square. This one is like a baseball diamond on top of a square. Anyway, that is the newer version. So that's how you can tell. Uh, look for the diamond. Anyway, the new believers, how to find God. New Testament is a great way to help people get started in that. Why can't they just read it themselves? They can. And if you are spending time with someone, 
Maybe you want to say, hey, before we get together on Tuesday, why don't you read this section and then we'll talk about it. That's so much better than you having to read the section to them, which is something you can do also if they don't read. But um, when they've read and they've prepared and they even have questions ready, it just makes it so much uh, better. It makes the uh, degree of discipleship and interaction so much better. Anyway, establish ba- basic doctrine. Developing Christ-likeness, that is what we're all trying to do, is we're trying to be like Jesus. We're trying to become more and more like Jesus. Actually, that's probably, uh, that's one of the promises of salvation is that uh, God's going to continue the work he began in us until we're complete like Christ. The Holy Spirit keeps working in us to make us more like Jesus. To apply God's word and experience the benefits Uh, So many times when we have need, we can go to God's word, uh, pray those precious promises to apply God's word in decision making and experience the benefits. There are so many benefits that come from rightly applying God's word. And six, reproducing these goals in the lives of other people. So, I mean, really, if you think about the long term plan, if you lead somebody to Jesus and they get saved, then you help them grow up in their faith and become mature, a mature disciple, and then you help teach them to share their faith with others so that they can train them up in Christ to become mature disciples and they can train somebody else, you've done a good job then if you are able to lead someone to Christ and help them grow to maturity, to lead others to Christ so they can help them grow to maturity. It's awesome. So six foundational goals. That's kind of a a scope. Uh, When you look out across the horizon, and you look at the opportunities before you, uh, these six foundational goals are something that is totally worth investing into people's lives, uh, goals to shoot for. So authentic discipleship is about relationships. Authentic discipleship is about you being used by the Holy Spirit to help people learn how to grow in the Christian life, to help them know what to do. You know, there's been a lot of times when I have been with somebody and they've done something that I didn't even know you could do. And you're like, wow, I didn't know that, didn't even know that was possible. And then you're like, I'm going to try that. And then pretty soon you get good at, good at it. I don't know if I'm good at it anymore, but I remember, I think it was my second semester at college. I met this guy from Arizona and we became friends, but he used to bounce quarters off the sidewalk like they were yo-yos. And then pretty soon I was doing it. I don't even know if I could do it now, but uh, just kind of funny. I would never even have thought of that until I saw somebody do it. Just think of what people will be able to learn from you living the Christian life before them, for you being an example before them. So be so awesome. Authentic discipleship is you and Investing your life in somebody so that they will grow to maturity in Christ. Do you have somebody? Is there somebody that you are investing your life into right now? Uh, Find somebody and also invest your life into helping children to grow in Christ. Your grandkids, your kids, uh, other kids. Uh, Anyway, uh, so many opportunities Jesus told us to make disciples. Remember, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go make disciples. Go make disciples. Ephesians 3, 6. Paul writes, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. When you come alongside a new believer, when you come alongside of a person that was religious lost, they grew up in a church, but they never were truly saved. They grew up in a religious system, but they really never knew what it was to live for Jesus. 
They don't understand. When you come alongside of them to help them to learn all that Jesus is and does and offers, that is transformational in their life and yours. That gives your life meaning. That gives your life purpose. That makes your life worthwhile. I believe that's reward worthy when it comes to the end of our lives and we stand before Jesus. Hopefully he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. You discipled a lot of people and they made a difference. That would be sweet. All right. Authentic discipleship, again, is about relationships. Authentic discipleship isn't uh, about seminars. Authentic discipleship uh, can be, uh, parts of it can be taught in that way, but it's really about you being personal, you being a friend, you being transparent, you investing your life into someone else. First Peter 2, 3. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind, like newborn babies crave spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. You know, the first thing you need to do is to grow yourself, to grow in the Lord yourself, to spend time in God's Word, to keep to keep growing, to keep knowing, I'll keep showing Jesus to others. But you need to keep uh, applying yourself. You need to keep learning. And so many times out of what you are learning, the Holy Spirit will give you opportunity to share that into the lives of others. I can't tell you how many times I've read something for my like daily devotions. I've been reading something and then uh, I'm talking with a person uh, later in the day and they have a question that has to do with the exact same thing I was just reading. Uh, it's like the Holy Spirit was preparing me to have the right word to say to that person uh, to answer their need. And that is so exciting when we are used by that. But we need to be living right. We need to be living in a way that honors God. When we are living as an example, people will see what we have and they might even ask us how they can get it. So now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, yes, the Lord is good. 1 Corinthians 4.15, Paul says, even though you have had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I became your father through the gospel. So Paul is saying, I basically discipled you. I was the one that uh, gave you the information, gave you the resources, modeled Christ to you. His situation was a little different because uh, they didn't have the New Testament like we do. Fortunately, the Holy Spirit used Paul to write quite a bit of the Apostle Paul to write quite a bit of the New Testament so that we would have it and that we would learn from it, that we would be able to serve and follow Jesus the way that he wants us to as revealed by the Holy Spirit and written down in the Bible for us. Authentic discipleship is taking scripture and learning how to rightly apply it. Authentic discipleship is taking scripture and helping others learn to apply it in their lives. So we're living it and we're helping other people to learn how to live it. Uh, how many people have you had opportunity to share with? How many people have you had opportunity to invest in uh, when it comes to some other subject? Maybe sports, maybe auto mechanics. Uh, there's something that you know probably more about than anybody else that uh, you are an expert in. And people look to you for advice. Maybe it's fishing. Maybe it's um, tennis. Maybe it's gardening. Maybe it's gardening. Um, people look to you because you know more about that than anyone else. 
You become the expert about following Jesus. You become the expert in your neighborhood, in your family, about uh, living for the Lord and applying the Bible to your life and being an encouragement in that way. And then when people come along and say, they say something like, I would like to learn that. How do you know that? Then invest in them. Now, you can't effectively disciple everyone one-on-one, but what if you picked one or two people? Um, what if you looked for someone to invest time into and to see where it leads? Maybe you'll meet with them for for like five weeks. Maybe you'll meet with them for five months. Maybe you'll meet together for five years. Anyway, invest your life into someone. Pray that God will send you someone or give you someone to invest your life in. I promise you that they will grow and you will grow and it will be a great experience in your life. Authentic discipleship is awesome. All right, so the practical stuff. Uh, When you get together, don't just sit there and uh, um, read the Bible and spot out Bible facts and don't give them a chance to talk. On the other hand, just don't talk about whatever's going on uh, in life and sports and everything else and totally skip out on the Bible and uh, do all you can to be encouraging. Even if they're not doing right, do what you can to encourage them. So keep a balance, like a three-legged stool, okay? A three-legged stool falls over if you take one of the legs out. Keep a balance of encouraging them, counseling them, and teaching them. So encourage them, even if they aren't following through, keep encouraging them, uh, counseling them, find out what's going on in their life. Maybe you totally ditch your lesson plan for the day so you can talk about a life issue that they're struggling with or maybe one of their friends are struggling with or whatever. But as they share with you the needs, uh, pray with them, encourage them. Maybe you can even share from your experience how you've gone through something similar and how God got you through it uh, and teaching Uh, It's so important that you spend time teaching them uh, each time uh, you get together so that they grow, so that they learn more, so that they have the right information to apply to their life. 1 Thessalonians 2, 10. You are my witness. You are, I'm sorry. You are witnesses, and so is God, of how holy, righteous, and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live the lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. We want to be those people. We want to be those people. We need to live holy, righteous, and blameless among those believers we want to invest in and to deal with each other as a father. Maybe uh, if you're a woman, as a mother, deals with their own children. Encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God. So that is what we do if we're going to disciple others. That is the attitude we have. Those are the actions that we take. Authentic discipleship is about caring someone. Authentic discipleship is about being used by Jesus and the Holy Spirit and our Heavenly Father to help train up people so that they will be mature in Christ and be able to share their faith and to help others mature in Christ. I mean, just think about it. Remember that old Pantene commercial where they had like the one uh, image screen of the, the woman who, you know, used the shampoo or whatever, and then they told two people and they told two people and then all across the screen, uh, you know, there are all these faces. The same thing happens in our Christian life. Uh, What we do to influence one person can spread. Uh, How many people will you influence in your life? I mean, if the Lord were to show you the impact of your life in the years that you had, how many people will you have influenced for Jesus? Will it be 10? 
Will it be a hundred? Will it be a thousand? How many people will you have influenced for Jesus? How many people will you have led to Christ? How many people will you have discipled? How many of the people that you discipled will disciple others? It's good to be transparent. Don't pretend to be the expert without troubles or sin. Just show them how you get through it. Show them how you struggle through it. Show them how Jesus gives you help, hope, and forgiveness, even when you're not perfect. Actually, for some people, the ultimate discipleship experiences is when you have somebody come in and move into your house and live with you. That is the ultimate, uh, if you're willing to do that, if that works out in your family situation. That would really be authentic discipleship. All right, so teach and train in these three categories. That's what we're going to talk about here. We're going to teach and train in these three categories, devotional, doctrinal, and discipleship. So First uh, Thessalonians 3, 5, and 13. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter might have tempted you and our efforts might have been useless. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. This is why doctrine is so important, because it is uh, like an anchor, a root, that uh, foundation in our faith. And when temptation comes, when we are strong in what we believe, and we know whom we believed, whom we have believed, and why we believe, and why we make the choices that we do, and why sin is sin, then that will help us to overcome temptation and to help us be strong so that we will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes. Wouldn't it be great when Jesus returns and you are able to stand before the Lord with great confidence and assurance because you know whom you have believed, because you know all that Jesus did for you and how much he loved you and how you can stand before him with confidence and assurance because of salvation and grace? Anyway, let me share with you uh, devotional area. So that number one was the devotional area. And I'm not going to like elaborate on all of these because I don't have time. But uh, anyway, so when you get together and you're talking about uh, stuff, here are some topics that you can talk about. So salvation, how can you know for sure that you're saved? Um, so salvation, assurance, devotions, how to have devotions. There's just many different ways to have devotions. Um, there are... Um, great resources out there. Maybe you can come out with a plan, have devotions together, or maybe a version Bible reading plan together. Prayer, uh, scripture memory, Bible study, uh, confession of uh, your sins to Jesus, overcoming temptation, how to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, obedience, well, why we need to walk in obedience to the Lord, uh, discipline, Habits, guidance, stewardship, that's giving to the church. Uh, guidance is how to know God's will. Uh, and church, why you should be involved in a local church. Church, so those are some things that you can talk about with the devotional area in authentic discipleship. Again, I already mentioned the Finding God New Testament. On the screen is a, screen, is a picture of um, uh, the four uh, reading tracks, cornerstones, first steps, off and running, and uh, big questions. So anyway, great resource, How to Find God, New Testament. We give them away in our church. Uh, if you would like one, let me know. I can hand you one. I can get you one. Um, otherwise, you can order some to share with others. So I put them in Ziploc plastic bags, uh, sealed bags, stick them in my truck, so that if I have opportunity to share um, 
a Bible with somebody as the Spirit leads. One day, I was coming out of the medical clinic, and I felt overwhelmed with this desire to hand one to the FedEx driver. So I don't know what became of that, but I just felt like it was a good thing to do. Number two, doctrinal. Doctrinal, as you study, as you grow, as you share, uh, share about Bible doctrine, uh, what the Bible says about God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, uh, salvation, uh, end times, uh, the local church, all those things. Uh, number two, systematized Bible knowledge. So those two kind of go hand in hand, but systematic theology. Uh, what that does is it helps you to uh, look at what the Bible says on the topic. So say angels. Uh, it shows you what the Bible reveals through the entire uh, 66 books of the Bible to help you to come up with um, a good knowledge of that topic, like angels, for instance. Apologetics is how to defend your faith, uh, how to share your faith, how to, it's not apologizing, it's to give a uh, great defense for your faith. Uh, Biblical problem solving, how to apply the Bible uh, in difficult times, uh, Christian ethics, all those things, that is the doctrinal area. And then the discipleship area, the third, number three, discipleship area, focuses on evangelism. That's how to share your faith, uh, your testimony. So um, developing your testimony, how to share your testimony. So uh, again, your testimony is always uh, what your life was like before you came to Christ, how you came to Christ, and what your life has been like since. Sometimes you can throw other details in there, but you want to glorify God, not glorify the sin that you were into. So sometimes people want to glorify the sin uh, more than they glorify Jesus, and that's not helpful. Sometimes when people share their testimony, they share too much information, and that's not helpful either. So it's good to guide a new believer, someone that wants to be a disciple, uh, into how to have an effective testimony. So the greatest part of every effective testimony is when you end it by pointing to Jesus and maybe even ask them, so what about you? Uh, what's your testimony? And then uh, my, one of my favorite questions ever, I think, came from Paul Little long ago. And that's, have you ever come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Or are you still somewhere along the way? And then if they say somewhere along the way, then ask them, how far along the way are you? Uh, follow up. Um, when you lead someone to Christ, how you can follow up, uh, that actually can kick off a discipleship relationship. Counseling. So counseling others. So you might counsel them, but you want to teach them how to counsel others and to help give them resources to help them to effectively counsel other people they come across that have needs. Uh, it's a great thing when people can uh, effectively uh, be biblical counselors to help people in their time of need. And number five, time management. Time management, because when we use our time wisely, we can be much more effective for Jesus. So time management is a good thing to train up people when it comes to being disciples. Um, if we use our time wisely, uh, then we have less opportunity to be tempted and we have more opportunity to be effective for Jesus, more opportunity to earn those rewards, more opportunity to change the world. Colossians 1.28, we proclaim him, Jesus, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. To this end I labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in me. So uh, to do that, you need to use your time wisely. So good time management. First Thessalonians 2.8, we loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you had become so dear to us. 
It's an awesome thing when we have opportunity to get into a discipleship relationship where uh, it's kind of like Paul and Timothy. Uh, Paul had invested into Timothy and Paul's like, Timothy is like my son in the faith. That's cool. Maybe God will use you to do something like that. Five reasons Christians don't do this. Five reasons Christians do not reproduce. One, uh, sin. So uh, sin everybody knows about, sin nobody knows about, unconfessed sin in our life. Sin will keep us from wanting to share our faith. Sin will keep us from wanting to serve Jesus. Sin will keep us from wanting to disciple others. Sin entangles us. Fear of man. Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of what they'll talk. They'll, they'll talk about me. I, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'll mess it up. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Three, a lack of spiritual purpose in life. We didn't know that we were supposed to make disciples. We really never thought about investing into the lives of somebody. We never thought about coming alongside somebody and helping them to grow in their faith. We never thought we could do it. We never thought we should do it. We thought the pastor should do it or the church should do it. But now we see Jesus says that we're all supposed to make disciples. So I guess now that is a spiritual purpose in all of our lives. So number four, busyness. It's easy to get busy doing things that aren't important. Easy to get busy doing things that keep us from it. I'm too busy with work. I'm too busy with my hobbies. I'm too busy with my kid's schedule. I'm too busy, too busy, too busy. So pray about it and find some way to free up some time for intentional uh, discipleship, for intentional reproduction of uh, mature Christ followers. So at number five, Christians do important jobs, but not the most important You know, there's a lot of people that are serving Jesus and they're so busy serving Jesus, they don't have time for Jesus. They don't have time to share Christ with others. They don't have time to disciple someone because they're so busy running a program or doing some other thing. So look at your schedule and see what you can do to make time to invest into the life of someone to help them become a fully devoted follower of Christ, a mature uh, disciple. All right, so just real quick, let me get to uh, the resources that we use and share. Um, so <laughs> oh, some of them are tried and true. So they've been around for a while. I use them constantly. I really appreciate them uh, and use them. The Connecting with God tracks that we give out are actually the four spiritual laws from Campus Crusade. Uh, these are actually created for student venture for high schoolers, but they worked good. Uh, over the years for leading lost people to Christ. Uh, one of the great things that not only talks about how, uh, why you need to be saved and how you can be saved, but then it also has this section on what you need to do now that Christ is in your life. What you need to do now that Christ is in your life after you prayed to receive Christ as your Savior. Um, grow. How to grow in your relationship with God. Uh, go to God in prayer. R. Read God's Word every day. O. Obey God when you know what is right. W, witness, tell others about your faith in Christ. T, trust God with every detail of your life. H, Holy Spirit, this is God's Spirit living in you. Anyway, uh, a tract is a resource that you might hand out to someone, that you might give to someone, that you might leave with your very generous tip at the restaurant. Tracks are awesome. Connecting with God tract, get that from Campus Crusader. Actually, it's called Crew now, C-R-U. I already talked about the How to Find God New Testament, and I'm not going to mention that anymore. All right, number three, resource growing in Christ by the Navigators. It is actually, well, it was two booklets and one. It goes for 13 chapters, 13 sessions, and it is a fill-in-the-blank, look-up stuff in the Bible resource. One of the greatest ways that you can use it is to give it to the person that you're going to spend time with uh, to disciple them and have them 
uh, work through the chapter before you get together. So set it up an appointment to get together, have them work through the chapter, uh, answer the look up the stuff in the Bible, answer the questions, then you guys get together and discuss it. Um, some people won't do that. Some people will. Uh, the people that do it is great because then you have so much more time for conversation. Uh, it is a springboard for discussion. It works really good. Uh, the people that won't do it or don't do it, then you uh, read through the Bible passage with them, help them to answer the questions, fill in the blanks, and you basically hold their hand as you go through the booklet. And that works too. There are scripture memory cards in the back that you can tear out to memorize a verse each week. And some of you want to take the uh, New International Version cards out of the back and use that as you memorize scripture together. So each week when you get together or each time when you get together, you will share that verse that you memorized. A great great resource. If you like this kind of resource, you can then, um, the navigators also have uh, the two seven series, Growing Strong in God's Family is one of them. And then it has um, lots of uh, study questions. You can do this as a group or an individual. Um, anyway, uh, many resources out there. These are just some that can help you get going, get growing. So uh, Navigators, two seven books right there. So Life Application Bible. So if you have somebody that is really excited about following Jesus and they need a Bible and you want to help them grow quickly, I really like the Life Application Bible because it has in it um, all sorts of application points. So it has a scripture, but then it also has notes and the notes focus on how do I apply that to my Christian life? How do I apply that to my Christian life? So here in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, uh, the text note says, uh, We are to go, whether it is next door or to another country, and make disciples. It is not an option, but a command to all who call Jesus Lord. We are, to, we are not all evangelists in the formal sense, but we have all received gifts that we can use to help fulfill the Great Commission. As we obey, we have comfort in the knowledge that Jesus is always with us. Anyway, a ton of resources in here. Um, if you're going to buy somebody a Bible or they're like, what Bible should I buy? And they're looking for a study Bible. The Life Application Bible is awesome. You can also get it as a Kindle book, but I just think it's harder to read. But anyway, so the Life Application Bible. And then uh, I think I have one more. One more. Maybe it's for you first. Uh, maybe you can share it with the person later. But this book has been around for a long time. I see there's a fourth edition now. This is the second edition, but the fourth edition it was published in 2014. How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth will help you to understand um, how to interpret the Bible correctly. So a great resource. So how would you go through this with someone else? You would read chapters um, and then discuss them together. Um, there are lots of great resources. I have more resources too, but I'm out of time. So, all right, so go make disciples. Um, the first thing you need to do to become a disciple is receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins so that we could be made right with God, so that we could not have to suffer the penalty for our sins and the eternal separation 
from God that it brings. We all need Jesus. Everyone needs Jesus to be forgiven by Jesus and to be born again. So we can receive Jesus Christ by asking, by acknowledging that we are sinners that need to be saved from our sin, by acknowledging that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose again and that he is alive today and he cares about us and someday he's going to return. But if you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you'd like to pray with me, Lord Jesus, Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my life and save me. Make me the person you created me to be. I acknowledge that you died on the cross and rose again to make this possible. Jesus, I want to follow you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Or something like that. Let us know, too, if you've done that so we can help encourage you in your new Christian life. But we are told to go make disciples. Authentic disciples make disciples. And that is what River Rock Church is about. So we would love it if you would share some of your prayer requests with us or uh, praises of uh, what's going on in your life. You can go to riverrockchurch.com slash pray. Um, we have other messages that you can listen or watch, riverrockchurch.com slash listen or riverrockchurch.com slash watch. So I think we have like three years of audio messages. And because of COVID, now we have almost a year of video messages on YouTube and on Facebook video. Uh, River Rock Church is supported by your faithful giving. The only way that we survive, the only way that we can pay our bills, the only way that we can keep River Rock Church going is by your faithful giving. And you can give online, riverrockchurch.com slash give, or you can mail your offering to P.O. Box 184, Belle Plaine, Minnesota, 56011. You've been listening to a message from River Rock Church. River Rock Church exists to help people of all ages connect to Christ and live well lives. W stands for worshiping, E for encouraging, L for learning, and L for loving. God wants you to be well. Visit riverrockchurch.com for our latest news and to access resources to help you and the people you care about live well lives.